0: Welcome to the Strong Sassy Single Mom Podcast. I'm Josie Smith. I'm a single mom of teens, personal growth junkie, entrepreneur and business owner, writer, creator, and coach. You don't have to be a single parent to get value out of this podcast. But if you are, I'm here to remind you that you're not alone in the journey. And I'm here to help you remind yourself who you are, to reclaim your identity, and grow your confidence as a parent, to help you with the strategies to manage your time your finances, and your personal relationships. To help you rediscover yourself beyond the roles you've taken on and to reconnect with yourself on a deeper level so you can create the life for yourself and for your family that you've always dreamed of, because you deserve it. In this podcast, you'll find a combination of real, tangible strategies you can implement in your life, as well as the tools to help you navigate some of the deep inner work that needs to take place in order to take your identity and your life to the next level. We're digging into all of it. Are you ready? Let's do it. Today I wanna talk about self-care. Now don't roll your eyes just yet. Stick with me here for the next 15, 20 minutes or so and hear me out because I really think this is a super important practice that I think we put entirely too much pressure on and we define in a way that it sometimes even feels a little bit unrealistic and unreachable because if we look at what social media tells us self-care is supposed to look like, we start to feel like... Um, we need to be taking spa days and getting weekly massages and getting our nails done all the time and taking beach vacations twice a year. And all of these things that people are sharing in their highlight reels on social media, hashtag self-care, we look at these things and We feel like if we don't have the resources or the time or the energy to do all of these elaborate self care practices, then we're not doing it right. Or if you are a single parent, you might feel like you don't even deserve self care because if you're taking time for yourself, That's time you're taking away from your kids or time you're taking away from the things you need to do around the house or time you're taking away from spending time at a job so that you can make money so that you can pay the bills so that you can put food on the table and you don't feel like you deserve to take any time away from those things because there's just one of you and you don't feel like you deserve to be able to give any of that time to yourself. But the reality is, especially as a single parent, you really, really need it. It's so, so important to be able to step away from our responsibilities, even just for a super short amount of time, to be able to take care of ourselves, to be able to take care of our emotional wellness, our mental health, and just be able to get grounded and to reconnect With ourselves, our intentions, our purpose. Self-care can be the tiny little practices that you add on to the end of every day or that you start your day with in the morning before your kids get up, and they can look different for every single person. What I'm going to share with you today are Five things that I have incorporated into my days, into my weeks, that have helped me and that have really just changed everything for me and for my family. You don't have to do all five of these things. You don't have to do any of these things. But the important thing is that you find something. Find something for yourself That honors you and that honors where you are in your journey. Something that allows you an outlet or a way to ground yourself or a way to set your intentions and use these things that I'm going to share with you, um, as, as inspiration or as a starting point or, you know, try these things yourself and see how it works. The first thing that I do literally takes me five minutes at the end and the beginning of every day. I sit down with a journal or a notebook and I write down at the end of every day three things that I am grateful for that day, three things that I encountered, three things that I did, three things that happened, three things I recognized that I am grateful for or that brought me joy Because when you force yourself to recognize the things in your day that you are grateful for or the things that bring you joy or the things that make you smile or the things that you appreciate, it changes your mindset and you start to recognize after doing this practice for a while, you start to recognize more things that you are grateful for. You start to be intentional about seeing the things in your day that bring you joy, and you start to be intentional about really creating more of those moments in your day. And in the morning, in the beginning of the day, I sit down with my journal and I write down three intentions for the day, three things that I want to accomplish, three things that I want to see or do or notice or recognize three intentions for that day. And those could be something that I want to do that bring me joy, something that I want to feel, something that I want to do with my kids. It can be anything, just set an intention. And I don't mean an intention of like getting through your to-do list um, or like making it something about productivity. This is about your mindset and this is about just your joy, your happiness, and your gratitude for the things in your life that make you happy, that light you up, that bring joy to your family. As you start to do this, as you start to force yourself to set intentions and to recognize the things that you're grateful for, it starts to change the way that you go through your days, the way that you interact with people, the way that you communicate with people, just the entire environment, mindset, intentionality in your home and how you interact with your kids and the things that you choose to do, it really changes everything. And it doesn't necessarily happen overnight, but as you continue to practice this intentionality, you really start to see, looking back, how things can change so, so dramatically. And so this is a super important thing that I do. And this is one of those things I would encourage you to try doing. Just because it's so easy, it takes such little time, and it can really benefit everybody. And anybody can do it. You don't need to carve out a whole lot of extra time or do anything really dramatic to make such a dramatic impact in your life, in your kids' lives, in your days, in your weeks, and to just really change everything. The second thing that I have started doing is reading. I love to read. I have always been a reader. But as I've gotten older and as I have started getting busier and started spending a lot of time building businesses and trying to be productive all the time and trying to be busy all the time, my reading has really become something of a productivity practice, quite honestly. And the books that I tend to read more frequently than not have been business-related books or mindset-related books or something that makes me feel like I'm accomplishing something or learning something or doing something productive. And I read a lot of them and I do spend a lot of time reading Books like that, um, or listening to the audiobooks. But I thought back to when I was a kid, and I always loved books. I always loved to read, and I loved reading books that entertained me. I loved reading mysteries. I loved reading thrillers. I loved reading young adult fiction. <laughs> and I hadn't read fiction books in such a long time, unless I was on vacation. That was the only time I ever really allowed myself the freedom to pick up a book just purely for entertainment. And it became something that I really looked forward to doing. When I would take a vacation, I would get on Amazon and order a bunch of books or go to the library and pick up a bunch of books. And I really looked forward to being able to sit on the deck of my house where I was staying and just read with my coffee in the morning or at night before bed and just enjoy a story. And I started thinking about how much I only allowed myself to do that when I was on vacation because I made the entire rest of my year about being productive. And so I asked myself, like, why I felt like it was so important to always be so productive. Even when doing something I enjoyed, like reading a book, why couldn't I read a book just purely for enjoyment and not to be productive or to accomplish something. And so I just decided that I would start reading for fun every night. And so now I have two books next to my bed. One is a a productivity book, either a mindset or personal development or business-related, and the other is just a book for fun. And if I'm going to read in the morning, I read for productivity. And if I'm going to read before bed, laying in bed before I fall asleep, I read for pure enjoyment, just entertainment, just to enjoy a story. And what I've noticed is that I'm actually more intentional with my productivity because I know that if I'm going to be reading in the morning, that's the only time that I'm going to read for productivity. So I'm more intentional with it. And when I'm reading before bed, I'm reading for enjoyment. And that allows me to kind of shut down the part of my brain that is wired for being productive and learning and allows me to relax more and to get better sleep and to just kind of allow my nervous system to wind down and shut down and just relax. And I didn't really think that it would make that much of a difference, but it really has. And it's also given me just more of an ability to tap into my creative side because reading for enjoyment or for just getting a story out of it is engaging the creative part of my brain and it's really allowing me to be more creative in the times of my day when I do decide to be productive And so what I would encourage you to do is to think back to when you were a kid or when you were a teenager, sometime in your life when you were younger, before the busyness of, you know, being a parent or a working parent or, you know, whatever it is that has taken over your time. Look back to when you were younger and what were some of the things that you did to engage the creative parts of your brain? Did you read stories? Did you did you paint pictures? Did you like to color? Did you draw? Did you sing? Did you love music? Whatever you did when you were a kid or when you were younger? that engaged the creative parts of your brain. How can you do that today? How can you make that a part of your daily or or even weekly practice? What can you do now in your life to fit in something simple that engages the creative part of your brain? Whether it is reading a novel before you go to bed or maybe picking up a coloring book and some pens and just coloring um, or drawing pictures or painting or making music, whatever, whatever that looks like for you, whatever brought you joy when you were a kid that you honestly didn't even really think about being that big of a deal. But someday, or or at some point, along the line, you stopped doing that thing. Think about how you can incorporate that back into your life in a small way. Okay, number three and number four. I'm actually going to put together um, number three is to get outside every day. Um, and number four is to move your body. And getting outside every day, especially in the morning, there are so many benefits to getting outside in the morning, getting sunlight, getting fresh air, just getting outside as Early in the morning or as first thing in the morning as you possibly can. Getting outside, breathing fresh air, getting in the sunshine, it reduces cortisol levels, which is the stress hormone. So you are able to start your day with lower stress levels. Breathing fresh air is calming, it's relaxing, it's grounding. It allows you to just start your day with a very relaxed, grounded nervous system and mental clarity, and getting in the sunlight, getting the vitamin D from the sunshine, especially first thing in the morning, is really, really good for your energy level, for your immune system. It helps with your mood. It helps to... It helps to hold off things like anxiety and depression and there are just studies after studies about all of the health benefits the mental health benefits the physical health benefits of just getting outside getting fresh air and getting vitamin D from the sunshine first thing in the morning and then movement moving your body um, our bodies were designed for movement and over time, we have just kind of become a culture and a society that's so much more sedentary than what our bodies are designed to be. And for me, putting these two together looks like just taking a walk in the morning. And every single day that I am able to I go outside and I take a walk in the morning. And if I can't do it first thing in the morning, I do try to at least do it before lunchtime. Um, I live in an area that gets kind of cold in the wintertime. And so there are some days when I'm not able to do that. A couple weeks ago, it was like 40 degrees below zero wind chills and it was really cold. And I wasn't able to get outside. But every day that I'm able to get outside and go for a walk, I do. And I like to walk either around the lake or in the woods or somewhere in nature. For me, that is just such a grounding and mind-clearing practice for me to be able to do every single day. Um, you may not be able to do that. You may not live somewhere where you can walk near water or in nature or through the woods. Maybe a a walk for you is just around the block. Maybe it's around your neighborhood. Maybe, you know, it's putting your kids in the stroller and walking down to the park. Any way that you are able to incorporate something along these lines into your daily practice um, even if you can't do it every day, even if it's just a couple of times a week, moving your body and especially moving your body outside, it's, it's good. I mean, there's so many physical benefits, obviously, to movement. It's good for your heart. It's good for your muscles. It's good for your joints. It's good for your bones. It, it helps your energy levels throughout the day, especially if you're able to do this first thing or, as close to first thing in the morning as possible. Doing this allows your your hormones to regulate so that you can get better sleep at night. There's emotional and mental benefits, mental clarity. It helps you focus on the things you need to focus on during the day. It helps you regulate your emotions. The thing that I really noticed about myself and i think this is true for all of us but our our bodies hold on to energy and we encounter different energies all day long every single day and you notice when you're around certain people or certain environments how you physically react to different energies even if you don't notice this like on a conscious level if you really Tap into your body's responses and to how your body feels in different situations and around different people, you can start to notice that your body reacts differently to different stimuli. And we encounter so many different stimuli throughout the day. And our bodies hold on to these energies that we encounter if we don't allow our bodies to kind of move those energies through and process those energies through. And so in incorporating a daily movement practice for me has allowed me to really move all of that built up energy through my body and out. And it It gives me an opportunity to process a lot of the emotions that I would otherwise just hold and not move through my body. My walks look different every single day. Sometimes just depending on how I'm feeling or what I'm going through that particular day or week or, you know, what's on my agenda for the day. Sometimes I will just walk and just use that opportunity to clear my head and not think about anything. Sometimes I will use the opportunity to really process through something that I have been thinking about or something that has been bothering me or some emotion or something I've been feeling that has been hard. Sometimes I will choose to listen to a podcast for maybe the first half of my walk and then turn it off and then use the second half of my walk to kind of process through some of what came up while listening to the podcast. Sometimes I have conversations with myself. Sometimes I have conversations with the four-year-old version of myself. And sometimes I just walk and enjoy the nature and look around at the things around me and really just kind of take it all in i just i rarely go out with an agenda i go out with just the mindset that i'm i'm just going to kind of let my mind and let nature lead me to wherever i'm supposed to go mentally or emotionally um, and I would really encourage you, if you're able to incorporate some sort of a walking practice, to really try to make that happen as often as you can. And to as often as you can, do that outside. Because the benefits of being outside, combined with the benefits of movement, are going to really multiply the overall benefit that you get from this entire practice. And finally, number five, the fifth thing that I have started incorporating is at the end of every week, I carve out an hour of time to take a hot bath. I will throw in a CBD bath bomb or some Epsom salt. I will light incense, candles. I keep the lights low. It's just it's just been a really, really calming, relaxing practice that I have added at the end of every week, just once a week, to kind of Differentiate the time between like my free space, my free time, the time that I give to myself over the weekend and the time that I devote to work or to business or to productivity during the week. It's just kind of been a way to Mark the break in the time from one time to the other, and I mean, you know, if you have given yourself an opportunity to spend an hour in a hot bath, you know how relaxing it is. You know how it helps you to clear your mind and just ease away the stress. I mean, there's obviously physical benefits to getting in warm water. It's good for your muscles um, it's good for your heart. It's calming and relaxing. For me, it just gives me like a very tangible way to break up the beginning of my week to the end of my week. And it gives me a point where I can reset before starting the next week. And sometimes I just play some soft music while I'm just relaxing in the water. Sometimes I will read my book, not a productivity book, but my novel. Um, and sometimes I will just meditate or just relax. Um, and I stay in the water literally until the water starts turning cold. And then, you know, I get out and I go to bed and I start the next week over again. And it's, it's just a little thing that I have added to the end of my week. And the kids know that they are not to bother me. They cannot knock on the door unless somebody's on fire or bleeding or there's an emergency. Like this is my time to be left alone. And they know that. And there you have it. Those are the five self-care practices that I have incorporated into my daily and weekly routines that have really helped me to reconnect with my intentions and my purpose and to process through everything that I am encountering throughout the week and throughout the day. And that has really given me kind of freedom to reconnect with myself and what my purpose and my intentions are in my daily, weekly, monthly routines. And I would really encourage you to try some of these, try all of them, or just try one of them, or use them as inspiration to create something that honors yourself, something that's in alignment with where you are in your journey, and something that will give you the same opportunity to to reconnect with yourself, to get grounded, to process through the things that you're feeling and encountering throughout your days. And as always, I welcome conversation about these topics. If anything came up for you and you want to dive further, send me a message or a DM or find me on Instagram. Or if you have incorporated some of your own self care practices that I didn't mention. Share those with me. I would love to hear about them. If you think they would benefit other people, send me a DM and and share those with me so that I can share them with other people too. And if anything in this episode really spoke to you or you feel like somebody that you know could benefit from the things that I have shared, take a screenshot of this episode and Share it on Instagram and tag me so that I can recognize you too. And as always, it has been such a pleasure and an honor being able to connect with you. And I really, really appreciate the opportunity to be able to have this conversation with you. And until next time, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in to the Strong Sassy Single Mom Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, share it with a friend or take a screenshot and share it on Instagram and be sure to tag me so I can share you in my stories too. And if anything I talked about today really spoke to you, send me a DM. I'd love to hear from you. As always, it's been an honor to have this conversation with you today and until next time, you got this.